Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, Kristen Chenow. I'm such a huge fan. I'm so happy to meet you. You too. I've been watching you all these years. I'm so happy for all your success. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me introduce you. And then I, I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. Um, nervous. And then we'll get going. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with queen icon legend, Kristen Chenoweth. Of course, she's got a new book out called I'm No Philosopher, But I Got Thoughts. And I got so many thoughts for Kristen Chenoweth. I'm such a humongous fan. And I associate you with such a pivotal and great time in my life because I came to the, to Wicked when I was uh, living in Chicago back in around 2007. And I just remember walking around the city and listening to you and Adina in my ears and the soundtrack. I was obsessed with it as so many young gay people probably tell you, but um, I, yeah, I just associate you with that time and it was such a special and interesting time. So thank you. You're so welcome. I'm glad it touched you. Yeah. And I have so much that I want to ask you. And I'm like, where do I begin? And I, I love the book. It's such a great book for people uh, to pick up and read. And if they just need a little nugget of wisdom or to fly through it, like I did all the way um, in one sitting. Uh, but I was like, where do I even begin? Because you've had such an illustrious career. And I suppose the thing that I want to start with uh, is a is a bit of a deep cut, but it's when you did uh, the performance for Oprah's last show. <sighs> So well, please tell me everything. <laughs> first of all, imagine it's it was her it was the show before her last one. We were in the Chicago where the Bulls play, and she was having the men from Morehouse College come. She didn't know all this was going to happen, and I had to keep it a secret that I was even there. And I sang for good from Wicked, which is all all the themes we all love: love, forgiveness, friendship, all of it. And to see Oprah. Do the ugly cry. I was like, hold it together to know, like, don't lose your shit. Like, hold it together. And it's a great, one of the great memories of my career is to see her, watch her legacy in front of her. The ending of a great show, the what she's done with Morehouse. Like, to see her see that, I was like, let that be a lesson to you, Kristen. How do you want to be remembered? You know, what, what does that moment look like for you someday? So mm-hmm. it just... Oh, it remains to be one of the most special, special times. And it lives on. And I don't know if people realize, but there are these famous gifts of Oprah crying, doing the ugly cry that circulate on the internet. And that's due to your performance because it was so incredibly moving. And I remember watching that episode and it was so, uh, it was so, there was so much emotion because she was ending this legendary show. And then, they pulled out all the stops. Everybody was there, but your performance was like the cherry on top of that episode. Thank you. I remember getting there early, Danny, and watching Beyonce rehearse. I was up in my little booth in the in the stadium, and I just thought, if I can just see Beyonce once. And that girl, can I just tell a tidbit? This is not surprising. Please. She sings. I can't remember the name of one of her hits, but she sings, and she's at rehearsal, full makeup, 
full costume, singing full out. That's how we do it. You know, that's how I do it. But to see a pop star like at nine in the morning, just railing, just singing her heart out and looking fabulous when she doesn't have to do it until like three. I was like, that is why she's Beyonce right there. Is there someone I suppose besides Beyonce that you've seen sing that is your maybe favorite voice? Maybe not necessarily the most technically great, but is there one voice that you're like, that's, that's my favorite. Oh, you mean just in life? Yeah, yeah. Any sort of singer or musician, anyone that... Oh, Danny, you're killing me. I know. Um, it changes all the time, but the this, this ones that always remain are Julie Andrews, Judy Garland, Streisand, Dolly, and that Madeline Kahn, um, the new versions, I would say, Ariana Grande is my kid. I love um, Taylor Swift. Marin Morris, who's a country music singer. So good, who you just performed with recently. We love yeah. Marin. I love, I love these, this talent. This ta- I love young talent. I just love it. It inspires me so. How about acting-wise? Is there someone you've shared a scene with that you were just blown away by or, or that was maybe like the, the best scene partner you've had? Does that make sense? It's hard to say because I've been lucky to work with some great ones. Um, I've been lucky to work with a lot of my friends. Um, working with Michael Caine, this was early on. I don't really, I haven't really mentioned this, but I did this movie Bewitched with Nicole Kidman and being in a scene with her was pretty killer and Michael Caine. And I was in scene with both of them. So I remember him giving me a couple tips about like, he's like, make sure your zipper's up. I'm like, cause it wasn't. <laughs> and Nicole, just the way the way they played with each other. Remember, I wasn't, I didn't grow up on, on a camera. Also, I have to go back to Robin Williams. You know, we did a movie RV many years ago and to watch him do comedy. I love comedy, obviously. And to watch him in his happy spot, I said to him, we got all, we all got really close. Cheryl Hines, me and Jeff during that time. But I said to him, are you just exhausted? He said, no, it's my happy place. And I thought, always let that be your happy p- place, Christy. Always let that be happy. The minute it feels like a mountain, and it has. That's why one of the reasons I wrote the book. It, not everything's pink and glitter and unicorns. It's mm-hmm. not. So, but Robin just made it fun. God, he was so brilliant. Yeah, oh, brilliant. So brilliant. And and could so flawlessly, which I I, I think you do so well, too, of it, uh, pivot between comedy and drama and do both so strongly. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned Bewitched and I was going to ask you this. I wrote this down because I am such a huge Nora Ephron fan. And so do you have any um, great memories of working with Nora? I mean, she, one of the most talented people I think ever. You know, I still have her in my head. First of all, she came to Wicked and she said, you're going to do this movie for me, Bewitched. When are you free? And I said, well, I'm not leaving till October, but I'm trying to get out early. And I did, was able to. So she's going to do Bewitched. And from that point on, she was like Auntie Mae. She would say, I don't like your hair that way. She was so brutally honest. That at first I was, but then I loved it because she treated me like her Jewish mother. You know, she was just like, she said, hey, one day I remember this. Uh, we were on the set and I was, I'm always tan. I have some Native American in me, but I love the sun too. I just love it. She said, um, you're too tan. I said, what do you mean? She goes, nope, you're going to be sorry when you're 50. 
telling you, you're going to be sorry. You need to get out of the sun. One day she called me many years later. I was doing, I had just done a play, um, Love Loss and What I Wore, that her and her sister Delia wrote. And she called me. She says, there's a picture of you in the Times today. I said, oh, there. She goes, first of all, why aren't you reading the Times? Read the paper every morning. Secondly, don't ever let them use that picture again. <laughs> You're a cute girl. Don't let them use that. And I was like, oh. But that's Nora. And to this day, like little tidbits flying in my ear. She always said, always wear something when you get an award or you're speaking. You, She was in someday when you get married. Nora, finally, I will be. Um, wear something classic. Don't wear what's in style. Wear something classic. I've always remembered that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I have her in my head. I remember reading in one of her books or essays or something about tables. And when you're throwing a dinner party, it's always best to do a, a circular table so that everyone can see each other. And it's like, that's, I never knew her, but that's I, Nora. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you go to her. So I would go to her dinner parties, which were so fun. Cause we always played, played games too. Um, and she would always make me sing like, just like my aunt Ginger did at all of our family functions. I said, Nora, like, there's Naomi Watts. There's Nicole Kidman. There's so-and-so. I'm like, they don't want to hear me sing. And she's like, you're going to sing. You're going to sing in front of everybody. You're going to sing. And so I did. And, you know, but it just felt like family. I miss her a lot. I just miss her a lot. She was she was a voice, wasn't she? Like a mm-hmm. smaller voice. I interviewed Delia recently uh, wow. when she had her last book out. And she was she's so brilliant, too. And You've mm-hmm. Got Mail to me is like the that's my number one. Me too. Oh, is it really? Oh. And don't you feel like there's so many Nora-isms in that movie that I always, I, I've said this on the show before and people probably get tired of me saying it, but I, I feel like in that script, what's so interesting to me is that most directors or, or writers, uh, studios would say, we don't need this line of dialogue or we don't need this little bit because they were such Nora-isms. And to me, that's what makes that movie so appealing. Some of the dialogue might not move the plot forward but it's like uh nora's thoughts about butterflies on subways and wearing hats and some of those like um those things we would be mad at her if there weren't nora isms in that movie that's what makes her her it's like telling somebody don't be you so special so special and i was i was zooming with delia and she had like the i think it was the fox books sign behind her and i was just like blown away i mean that to me is everything that moved that's so cool. I love it too. And how great was Meg Ryan? Kristen, I've been trying to get a Meg Ryan Assange going forever because she was so brilliant. And I don't think she gets the credit for how brilliant she was. I think she was mistreated by the media back then. I mean, I could go on and on about it. Same. I could too. And I don't even know her. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, there are so many things. I uh, This is another deep cut that I wanted to ask you about because I also worshipped the Rosie O'Donnell show. To me, that was like the my way into pop culture is my way to see Broadway. And I, I grew up in Ohio, and so I didn't have access and no one in my family was were into theater. But I remember watching the Rosie O'Donnell show every day with my grandmother or if my mom was home. Uh, watching it with her and seeing people like you and Billy Porter when you were all on Broadway and she would bring you in. And then I remember you doing the Rosie Christmas special, which I loved. And I rewatch it every year. You play the elf. Yes. Uh, So, so I suppose my question is like, is there anything that sticks out to one of those appearances or, or maybe the the Christmas special? I'm sorry if these questions are so vague, but I'm like, I I just want to absorb. I want to absorb about like, what was that like? And, and also 
maybe what was your take on she she brought the theater and Broadway to so many people like myself who who didn't have access and so what was the vibe on Broadway I, I assume you were all so excited that she was embracing it so much we were so much more excited about what Rosie had to say about our show than we were the New York Times <laughs> because she felt like us and she also does have a theater background she performs live a lot obviously with comedy but it was a true love letter to our community and we all appreciated it and loved her so much for, for me personally i can say that she saw charlie brown and she had me come on the show and i oh what i wore my hair and makeup oh but um we just rewatched it on youtube it's on youtube oh, you did? and yeah. she had me sing taylor the latte boy and the song lives on because of her. She gave me a huge break when she asked me to do that. And then when, well, obviously she's been a mentor to me. So let, let's not forget that. She's still in my life a big way, big way. And I just, she's got my back. I've got hers, period. But one thing I learned and I never forgot. See, I just take these tidbits and learn. I was doing a Christmas show. I was playing the elf. And there was a problem you know, we did a we did like a chest bump. There was we just played is what we did. It was so fun to do that show, but there was a problem with something with the tech, either the lighting or the sound. Uh, when when we were in rehearsal, and she got a little stern about it. She didn't wasn't throwing fits. All those rumors are not true. She just said, "Hey, we've got to fix this because we're going to do it, and I don't want to do it 15 times a night with the crowd. They'll get tired. We want to get it fixed now." And then she looked at me and aside said, "When it's your name above the title, remember that." All the success people take credit for it, but when it's when it has a fail, it's just you. Mm. So you want it to be done, and you want it to be done right. And it wasn't she didn't humiliate anybody. It's just the way she did it, and I always for, never forgot that. I'm like your name's above the title or something. You be a good leader, and you say it how you want. And that's been hard for me because oh. I like I like everybody to be you know. But if there's a problem, especially as I started to produce, sometimes you have to tell your own friends like that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that's, and I asked that of me. So, you know, and I think that's what makes someone we just talked about Nora Ephron, someone's voice comes through. You have to make sure that all the pieces are in place for, for your voice to come through it. If it, if it is something that is your project. For sure. Uh, is there, is there something from your filmography or television work that is maybe that you think is underrated or worth a second look for people who are listening is like maybe got lost somewhere. I personally want to recommend 12 dates of Christmas, a movie that I rewatch all the time. I, it was, I think lifetime. Was that where it was? Yes. Yeah. It was like I hot men. You, um, it was so good. Yeah. I mean, I had just won the Emmy and I went to Canada the next day to start shooting the 12, 12 men, 12 men of Christmas. Yeah. And it, you know, that more people ask me for a sequel. They're like, when are you going to have the sequel? I'm like, it really did well. And it's so fun. Like you can watch it all year round, really. And the men are very, you know, there's something to look at. So wait, why don't we do a sequel? Let's get that I going. Know. Come on, Danny, help me out. Help I'll me write out. it. I'll write it. Please write it. Yeah. Would you? I would. Oh. oh my God, I would die. I just wrote, wrote a, a, a Hallmarky kind of movie that we're hoping gets set up for next year. But yeah, I love it. Oh my um, God, I'm so glad. I'm really excited that you're doing that more. I mean, I know you did that before and I've read your books. I really, thank you. Thank you. I really, you know, we need, we need talent like you writing for us. Thank in the you. Thank you. Well, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Christmas junkie. I love the holidays and you've done so much Christmas work. Um, I, you were in four Christmases and you've done a few others, but I particularly love that genre because I, I think emotions are so high that time of year and. Yes. 
we sometimes need, particularly now, things that bring us down and that we can all watch and sort of, I, we call it around here, visual Xanax. So it's like, I want the visual Xanax. I want the pretty people on screen, the <laughs> reds and greens. To just give me calm. Yeah. I get it. I'm the same way. I love Christmas too. And it, there is something that things can get out of whack and wacko during that time of year. And when you just pause and remember whatever it means to you and just remember it's family and joy and it's not supposed to be, I didn't get that gift or this didn't come on time or that movie, that dinner sucked at that person's like thing. There is a show that I would love for it to be. Well, I love all the, my children. I love all my children, but there's one that I get asked about a lot and it's called good Christian bitches and it's GCB. And I really, would love that to be revisited. I think it was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It, it, people always thought, was this real? I'm like, trust me, I'm from Oklahoma and Dallas. I This is real. But I just loved that it took place in a church and it it, sh- it shed light on people being human. No matter, you know, this, this was around a Christian group of women, but people have faith, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily good or perfect. Right. I right. love that show. I mean, it, it goes back to your book. The The subtitle is Mini Meditations for Saints, Sinners, and the Rest of Us. And I yeah. think it, it's true. Sometimes this perception of people who are religious is like they're perfect people, but um, that's not always the case. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of revivals, though, how close are we to a Pushing Daisies thing? Like, is what's is there any hope for like that? Because... Obviously, people have asked you for years about it, and it was so good. I always think of your performance um, doing Olivia Newton-John. I think it was like episode two, and I downloaded it on iTunes right away, but you singing Hopelessly Devoted, which is one of the most beautiful songs. But uh, yeah, so how close are we? (laughs) First of all, I love that you know what episode it was. I love that you record. I love that. I wasn't lying. Um, I'm a big fan, Kristen. You really are. I'm I'm so super impressed, Danny. Um. I would say, I can say this, there's some movement there. Okay. Okay. And okay. I'm, I'm here for it. I think our cast is all here, but we'd love to see, you know, we got the slow no, Danny. We didn't get canceled. We didn't get the yes. It just kind of, we got the, I call it the slow no, and there's nothing worse. So we didn't get closure. In my book, I, I say thoughts about this, thoughts about that, thoughts, thoughts about closures in there. Sometimes closure comes not in the way we see it. And I just never felt like we got closure there. So maybe we'll get some. Oh, I need it. Oh my God. That's so exciting. I thought it was such a brilliant show and it kind of got screwed, I think by the writer's strike, Um, but it's so special and different and weird. And yeah, I just loved it. It looked a certain way too. Like Barry Sonnefeld just did an amazing job with how it looked. Right. We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Kristen Chenoweth. Isn't she great? I mean, what a delight to get to talk to her about her illustrious career. I mean, I went to the IMDb page and it is insane. I mean, there were so many projects I wanted to talk to her about. So we have much more to come and I got to as much as I could. But I mean, I could have talked to her for a hundred more hours, a hundred more hours. Anyway, as always, I want to thank ACAST. You could find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. As always, I put these interviews up whenever I can over on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one if you want to watch it. Go to everythingiconic.store for merch. We have signed copies of my book available there. And you can also go to everythingiconic.com to get those tour tickets for April. I'll be on the road in April of this year. Hope to see some of you there. Tickets are going fast, so get them. Go to everythingiconic.com. Or all of these links will be in the episode description for this podcast. So thank you so much. We'll be right back. 
I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Can I ask you some wicked questions? Of course. Okay. So how how are we getting you in the new movie? I know Ariana Grande did your forward in the book, which was so good. Of course, she raved about how amazing you are, but... She's doing the new Wicked movie. They're splitting it into two movies. And I would assume they would want you and Adina as like a, at least at the bare minimum, some sort of cameo or doing a song for the soundtrack or something. Like you have to be involved in some level, right? That would be great. Okay. 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 <laughs> I don't know. That'd be great. We have to, it has to happen. If they call, I will do it. And I think D would too. Do you have a favorite performance from the press of that. So we talked about Oprah and I know you did the Thanksgiving Day Parade and you the two of you were singing a lot. Is there one that sort of sticks out from in your mind of that time um outside of the the Broadway part? You know, I don't know if this is the answer to your question, but for me it came much later. It came like 3 years ago. We were asked to do the Tonys put together like kind of well-known couples in the theater. And they asked Adina and I to sing for good after all these years. You know, it'll be 20 years next year. And so three years ago, we do it. And we've been reunited in the past. You know, we we both have very different, you know, lives, but we're, we always have that. You know, we always went, we know what we went through together and what we achieved. 
and what we were able to give and offer as, as well what the show did for us. But that performance was so, I, I looked at it later and I went, that's two women, now women, who have grown up and are singing about friendship and love and forgiveness. And I loved it. And that was just three years ago. So sometimes in the moment, doesn't happen. I mean, we, we knew we were we knew we were part of something great. But yeah. we were just on a trajectory, remember? You know how it is. But all these years later to say, wow, we were in something that mattered to so many people. And to yeah. sing that to each other, it was very special. I, it was such a special show and it still touches people. I'm so excited for the movie um, and too. for you to appear in the movie um, <laughs> in some way. Uh, but, you know, I watched Adina's uh, documentary on Disney Plus, which was so great. And she talks a little bit about coming out of the time of Wicked. And I imagine it was such a cluster for the two of you to go through such a hectic time and and to be on top of the world with this show that was so incredibly popular popular, which is now it's TikTok thing. That whole, I mean, that must be exciting too. It's like a TikTok trend. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Uh, But so she talks a little bit about a kind of, um, she didn't exactly find the success that maybe she or other people around her expected right out of Wicked because we all sort of expected in, and she said that was a bit of a, I, I hope I'm not putting words into her mouth, but a bit of a mind fuck coming out of that show. Did you feel any of that when you were coming out? Because uh, it must have been hard to navigate coming out of that. You know, I'm sure we both have very different experiences. I mean, we we were really just like, what just happened to us, you know? Um, but I left the show not long after the Tonys to go do Bewitched. Remember mm-hmm. Nora had said, and I... I knew my time, I had been with it from the beginning. So I knew my time was just, I, I'm kind of one of those actors that once I do it, it's really hard for me to, like, I want to do it and then I want to move on. And then when I was, when I left, I just, I, I believe theater people were all just like, see you on the next one. Um, and that's kind of what, what it was like for me. I went to do Bewitched. I was on West Wing. Then I did Pushing Daisies and Glee. So for me, I just kind of kept moving forward. But there isn't a time in my life that I don't look back and go, I hope you enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Charlie Brown. It would never happen like that again. That's that's one of the things. But then Wicked, I'd always wanted a show that ran. Remember, I had won a Tony for a show that closed. So I wanted to be in a show that ran. And I prayed about it, literally. And... I think I got my wish because here we sit almost 20 years later and they're making a movie and I, I'm, I'm so grateful for it, Danny. Yeah. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for what it gave me pleasure. It was fun. Looking back now, I was on such a mm-hmm. hamster in a wheel that I wonder if I could just go back and be a fly on the wall. Would I just take those moments in even deeper? Probably, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> It must be also very gratifying because the message of the story is so beautiful and it, and you got to showcase so much talent of singing and acting. And I don't know, I, I, I imagine sometimes in your career, there, there might have been highs career wise that you didn't feel offered that to the world. I don't yeah. know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
You are just like just like in all like your career too. I'm sure. Like you're like that's the thing you're going to focus on. <laughs> what about this other thing? You know. Yeah. Uh, what do you want sort of your legacy to be when people look at Kristen Chenoweth's career? Like what? I mean, I mean that's too broad of a question. All these questions are so broad. But like, what do you want people to sort of take from a Kristen Chenoweth thing? Well, you saw you sort of. Uh, tapped on it in the beginning because I watched Oprah watch her legacy in front of her eyes, which she knew, but come on, that was a huge moment. It got me to thinking when my town built a music, well, I didn't have music theater in my town, Broken Arrow, and they built a theater and they wanted to name the theater the Christian Chenoa Theater and they did. And I thought, what am I going to do with that? And I've been taking a page from her book. How do I want that to look? Of course, I've had a lot of the Broadway shows come in and a lot of acts of people that I admire. Um, but the Christian Channel with Arts and Education Fund has kind of turned into this big dream of encouraging and helping the the young know and help them through and teach them. We have Christian Channel with Broadway Boot Camp last year. Last summer, we filmed it with Kenny Ortega directing, so I can't wait for that to be oh, noticed so they can see what we're doing. For kids like you and I who... I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma. It was like football, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. You know, that was what it was. Mine too. Yeah, right? So I think Glee really changed the face of the planet with Glee Club and choir. And I think it's becoming more cool now, mm-hmm. if I may, to be in the arts. And I want to continue to push that along. And that will be my legacy. That will be my legacy. And that's what, what I want it to look like. And it's just getting started. It's been nine years, but it's just getting started. Uh, congratulations on that. It's so incredible that you're, you're doing that. Did you see any crazy shit on Glee? Did you see, I mean, there's always these like rumors and stuff. You must've seen a little some. I was a guest star, you know, I was a guest star several times. I remember telling, I I call them my kids. I remember telling my kids, listen, things are about to blow up. I just felt it. It hadn't aired yet. I said this and I was on the third episode. I think so things are about to blow up. And so when it does remember who you are, Remember who you are and what you believe in. Remember your authentic self. It's going to be real easy to blow. Like, I remember hearing about like certain casts of famous shows and how they change and they didn't know how to handle it. I think there was a little bit of that going on, but ultimately at the end of it, they were still who they are. And think about it. They grew up together. They grew up together. They're like siblings. And I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the hardship, the things they've been through. And, and this is a real truth now when I'm speaking. I'm really proud of the fails mm-hmm. because that's how you realize and how you grow. You get better. And they, I love them. I love them all so much. I know it sounds really weird to say, but they will always just be special to me. I, I want them to just, I'm going to say it right here. I love y'all all so much. And we've lost several people from the show and they've had to grow up fast. Mm-hmm. And that must have been such a whirlwind too. I mean, that show was on the top of the world. Uh, Kristen, I, I know I don't have much more time with you, but I want to tell everyone to get the book because one of the things that is so great about this is it it's a little bit of a workbook. It's a little bit of a memoir. We get these great stories about your life and career sprinkled throughout. You open up about mental health and anxiety. But uh, before I do let you go, I got to ask you quickly, are you still a Bravo fan? Are we still watching Bravo? Like, what are you loving? Catholic. What it's is... I know. Wait. So tell me really quickly, what do you think about the Jen shop at all? And Heather's out. First of all, I know what she did was wrong. I'm so, is it weird that I pray for her family? No, that's not weird. That's a good thing. I just feel so bad. 
I feel for all, I feel badly for what the victims were. Sure. I wonder if she really knew what was going on. I'm not making excuses for, it, but I mean, if you're not really in your business, you can't really be in your business. And I wonder that doesn't, and I'm not excusing it. Um, I, I don't know how she's going to do in prison. It'd be like me going, like, how do you, like, who's going to do your nails? You know, who's going to do your color? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there. I am very fascinated by Heather Gay's black eye. Why don't we know what happened to the black eye? It's so well, frustrating. Do you, know? do you know? And you're just not telling me. You mean me? Yeah. Do you know? No, I no, I haven't. All I've heard is that no one really knows. Like there are these rumors she fell into a sink or, or there, you know, Jen shot or whoever. There's so many rumors, but from the things that I've heard from anecdotally people, whether they be working on the show or in that sort of atmosphere is that they don't know. And it's frustrating to, I think the production and stuff that they don't have clear cut answers. It's really frustrating. And I don't know if this is, if this is true or I'm getting it wrong. I could be. But recently I saw online, not proud of this, that Jen Shaw had a new accusation with somebody that she works with, with um, physical. And I thought, I wonder. Oh, oh, yeah. Or it could just be, you know, some crap. I don't know. But we need answers. I need to know. And I'm doing Andy next week and I'm. I'm going to badger him. You know, I wanna... What do you think of Rinna out on Beverly Hills? Do you think it's a good move? I think everybody needs a break. I think she was on it for what, 10 years or something? Eight, eight years, yeah. First of all, her makeup is amazing. I've got it myself. I think she needs to, I think she wants, I could be wrong. I'm putting words in her mouth. I think she wants to focus on that. You know, she's a, kind of a mogul, right? And she, you got to have time for that stuff. And I think she just needed a break. You know, she lost her mother this year. That was hard. There's lots of drama on the show, I think. I think she just needed a break. And I yeah. can't believe her. I think uh, everybody has to have a break from that. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, also, oh. I, I kind of want her to get back to acting. I like when she pops up and stuff, acting-wise. <laughs> I love decorating the house and getting furniture. But sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so, luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, Kristen, the last two questions that I ask all of my guests are, uh, who would you choose if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive? You can't choose your boyfriend, although he's very sexy. It's got to be someone. It could be someone from the past or present or a childhood crush, but like a celebrity. And then the second question is, uh, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Oh, my gosh. It's slow. Help me out. My brain isn't the same. It's slow. It's okay. like, come on. Name one of her slow A ones. Vision of Love was her first you did me kind. I love that song. There's another one. I'll think of it in a minute, but let's go with that for now. Okay. Um, okay. I've always said this since I, I can remember about the sexiest man alive. It's somebody that I have a crush on. I've only met him once. Thank God I couldn't speak. And that's Denzel Washington. So hot. I had a crush on him. That movie he did with Julia Roberts all those years ago where he helped her get away or something. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Sleeping with the enemy. Was that them? Oh, or am I making no. that up? No, but I love that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was like her lawyer or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter because yeah, doesn't he's matter. so damn hot. And then Pelican just, brief. Somebody just. Pelican brief. Me. Yes. Yes. Pelican brief. <laughs> and then you just get, you watch him over the years and he's just so dadgum good and everything flight, like just pop up with flight. Like everything he's got, the he's got the Viola Davis, Meryl Streep disease. Anything he's in, he should win everything, but he's also so hot. I'm sorry, Josh. He's just cute. Yeah. I, I, I got to sit with him. I was nominated last year for, um, Critics' Choice Award for uh, Shemekha Dune. And he came in and sat next to me. And I did the dorky thing. I said, I met you when you were, won the Tony. And I, he was like, okay. He, 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 was so, and he, he was so kind, but he didn't, he didn't recall. And I shouldn't have said anything. And I was like, Mr. Washington, I'm Kristen Channel. I mean, I just was a complete dork. And I, if I could go back in time, I would tell him I'm sorry for being that way. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was. He's so cute. And, like, have you ever stared at his mouth? Uh, probably, but that, yeah, now I'm going to do it ahead, as soon as we're done here. Yeah. Go ahead, go okay. Ahead. Okay. I will look. You're welcome. Uh, Kristen, I'm such a huge fan. I just want to say thank you. Everyone's going to check out your book. I'm no philosopher, but I got thoughts. It's so incredible. And I just really have to thank you on behalf of the gay community for all that you've given us throughout the years. Uh, truly, uh, I am just such a huge fan. So thank you for, we didn't even get to mention, there were so many projects of yours that we didn't get to mention. The Carrie Underwood special you did with Christina Applegate. I watched that performance the three of you did with the girl groups all the time, but obviously we couldn't get to everything, but I, you're the best. You're the best. Thank you. And thank you for doing such a great interview, Danny. Oh my God. My pleasure. Thank you, Kristen. I'll see you on the flip side, kid. You're going to be popular. I'll teach you the proper poise when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and clowns. I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair. Everything that really counts to be popular. I'll help you be popular. You'll hang with our right cohorts. You'll be good at sports. Know the slang you've got to know. So let's start, because you've got an awfully long way to go. Don't be offended by my friend. 
personality dialysis. Now that I've chosen to become a policister and advisor, there's nobody wiser. Not when it comes to popular. I know about popular, and with an assist from me to be who you be instead of dreary who you were. Well, are there's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular.